Welcome back to the Pocono Raceway podcast, our off-season edition. It's season number four of our podcast, and we are highlighting NASCAR fan podcasts. We've had some really great um, guests so far. Uh, we're bringing in another group. These are three college students behind the wall media. Um, this podcast is pretty cool. Uh, three young guys from the Virginia area. We'll bring them in here shortly. But uh, what do you guys think of the podcast so far? Kev, Chrissy? I think this is great. I mean, it's in the demographic that I think NASCAR also really strives to be prevalent in. Um, so to have three college age people talking about NASCAR, promoting NASCAR and being avid fans, like that's huge. Like I said in the first one too, I'm learning a lot about how people do their stuff and getting ideas from other people, which is great. Because that's what this is all about, right? We're all kind of sharing ideas and we're really all talking about the same thing, but we're doing it in all different ways. So it's really cool to learn what, what these fans are are doing to promote the sport of nascar the they're promote it's like it's crazy to think about right your fans but you're also just promoting the sports that you love so it's fun all right let's go ahead and just bring in um i believe it's henry and josh and um i think jay Jay. so let's bring them all in and get these guys going here so let's uh admit 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 into our zoom meeting here we go bringing everybody in Oh, check out these guys. They got backdrops. These guys are way, these guys are more professional than we are. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The guys from behind them, behind the wall media. We got Henry, we got Jay, and we have Joshua. Joshua, great to meet you, man. Um, it's really awesome to see you guys. Thank you guys for all being here. Uh, why don't we start with you, Joshua? Tell us a little bit about your podcast, and then we'll kind of go around the room. Uh, we'll go to Jay next, and then Henry last. Just tell us who you are and why you guys started the podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, Josh Slade. I'm from Mechanicsville, Virginia. I'm a sophomore at Randolph-Macon College in Ashland, Virginia. And me, Henry, and Jay all met playing NASCAR Heat in a Richmond Raceway League and just kind of started talking, becoming friends. And we thought, why don't we start a NASCAR podcast? And we just started doing it, having some fun with it. And we had a few episodes and then we stopped there this summer. And when coronavirus hit, we all got back together and was like, let's start this up again. And we just kind of started from there and worked all coronavirus break, covering the iRacing races and now covering throughout the season. Jay, we'll kick it over to you. Um, you know, thank you guys for coming back. We appreciate it. That's how we found you guys because you guys came back. So Jay, uh, tell us a bit about, man, you know, where'd you guys come up with the name and uh, obviously from playing the video games, but uh, tell us a bit about more with your friendship with your, with your fellas here. Yeah, so me and Henry have been uh, friends for a few years now. Uh, we started working together, and then uh, just kind of headed off, started hanging out and stuff. And we've always – that's one of the things with kind of start our friendship was we both uh, were huge NASCAR fans. Uh, we've been to races at Richmond Raceway and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, one time I just remember being on the phone with him, talking on my back porch, like, hey, man, like I was just starting to get into podcasts – listening to like Dale Jr. download and stuff. I was like, Hey man, I think it'd be fun, you know, to just for fun, you know, have a little podcast. I wasn't really, you know, looking to do it, you know, to get bigger or anything, but just, you know, to have as a hobby. And, you know, I I was really enthusiastic about it. We brought Josh on and, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's turned out to be really fun. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And Henry, uh, it's that you told me something unique about yourself is you are a thrill seeker and you love skydiving. Um, when you guys hopped into this whole entire deal, um, tell us a bit about what that was like, kind of jumping off the ledge here in order to figure out how to start a podcast, because Kevin, Chrissy, and I are still trying to figure out how to do it. 
Yeah, thanks thanks again for having us on. Uh, real briefly about me, I'm a senior, go to school down in Alabama, but huge NASCAR fan. But yeah, the, the thrill-seeking nature of starting a podcast is, is pretty interesting because when, like Jay said, or Josh said, we started off real quick. We just bought a couple of Amazon mics and just rolled with it. And we had no idea what we were doing. And that was part of the reason we stopped it because what we were putting out was really bad. And we didn't know how to get on Spotify or anything. And it was, I think we put out two episodes on uh, SoundCloud and going back and listening to them. It was, uh, it's pretty brutal, but you know, once coronavirus came up, we needed something to do. And, you know, NASCAR was kind of at the forefront of, sports since they were trying to get back and once they did get back they were the only sport in so we, we found that it was a perfect opportunity to jump into it and uh find something to do and talk about something we love you know it's funny you bring that up um we were, had the luxury kevin and i started chrissy just joined us last year uh we started our podcast we partnered up with the radio station we went straight to a radio station and said you guys are going to record it and edit it and do everything for us um and our views were still crap so uh we we we've slowly bought some equipment here and there uh now we're just doing it on zoom um so we have some sort of pot i have a podcaster thing here that's working that's not working right now so i'm recording it via zoom so you know just the the lug the luxury of having some really nice equipment that you're not able to use at all but getting more back into um you know this podcast specifically and, and one of you guys feel free to jump in where'd you come up with the name yeah, so Jay and I, how, when we decided to start a podcast, it really kind of stemmed from mine and Jay's constant bickering and debates about just NASCAR in general. So I remember probably the mo more prominent time was we're sitting in a gas station parking lot after work, and we sat there and talked about whether pack racing is better than tandem racing. And it ended up being a long, long conversation, but uh, that's how it all started. And then the name, you know, I'm kind of ashamed to say because I, I, I think – I was the one who came up or came up with uh, behind the wall, but kind of grabbed it from Joey Logano's show behind the wheel. But, you know, we watched all of our, uh, we watched all the races at the time from behind the wall. So just kind of worked out. So that that's where the name came from. You guys have sponsors. That's sponsors. I see in your, in your virtual. Yeah. Background. Yeah. We so even, we, uh, we don't even have this thing sponsored. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it, you know, it's, with with the small podcast game we figured out we uh and this is coming from uh one of our good friends steve Everett, who's a singer songwriter he's got a song called fake it and we're right now being small podcast we're kind of at the point now where it's fake it till you make it and we're just trying to get big so we we've been reaching out to people we got peak on board uh, we've been promoting their rebates and our probably my favorite partnership we have now is with danos they uh they got on board with spencer boyd and uh, they produce seasons, so I got them on my my hat right here. And you know, it's 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 one of the coolest things being able to get with a uh, with a sponsor and have a partnership going, so you're able to kind of uh, promote each other at the same time. Yeah, Henry's the digital media or digital marketing major, so you know he does. He's got all the technical know-how, putting a green screen up behind him, trying to show off. I dig it, man. I, I dig it. I got a Pillsbury Doughboy hanging up in here. That's what I got. There's my digital backboard. Jimmy Fallon's over here, too. I, I do like the Fallon. Fallon's good touch. Fallon's been a staple around uh, Kevin Heaney's office of Pocono Raceway for a while. No, but guys, this is great. Um, and the, the whole um, idea of this podcast series that we're doing this year, right, um, we've We've done a couple seasons where we interview drivers and do like, you know, the normal thing that you would expect the racetrack to do. Right. Um, last winter, we did a, a pub tour. We went to local businesses in the Pocono Mountains, 
Uh, and when we were just sitting around um, and talking about what we should do for our podcast, because the NASCAR podcast scene is such a broad spectrum of your huge podcasts like Dale Jr. to four people listen to, but you just like to talk about NASCAR. So just talk a little bit about, you know, why it's so important to you guys to, you know, not only your fans, right, but you also just love talking about the sport. And Yeah, I uh, always look forward to, before we started the podcast, going in and, like, just hanging out with them and talking to them and, like, our Xbox parties because it's, like, none of my friends really got into NASCAR, but whenever I hopped into the parties with them, it's, did you see the race this weekend? Did you see this? Did you see that? And it's just, it's so cool to just talk about NASCAR and especially – me and Henry usually have very differing opinions. So we get into good debates and arguments here and there on the podcast. And it's just cool to have the little bickering back and forth and just talking about the race weekend. Cause like I said, not many of my friends do it. So being able to come on here, have a podcast, create a bunch of content on our Twitter pages, YouTube, all of that. It's really cool. And especially the interviews we get to do. We've had Bob Pockris, Ryan Vargas, Dennis Bickmeyer from Richmond Raceway. And those are a couple of the bigger ones we've had. So it's really cool to do it, meet a lot of people and uh, get to talk about racing with your best friends. So with that too, with the, with the bickering, um, we bicker here as well. Um, probably not. I feel like we we've got some, some content pieces and thanks to Chrissy because she actually normally comes up with like, Oh, I know that Kevin and JJ differ on these opinions. So let's talk about that today on the, on the podcast. Um, what's like the biggest, like, drop down almost like go at it what was the worst what was the biggest thing you guys like fought over what was what was the topic well I had a hot take we end our podcast every week with a hot take and so my hot take was I think like middle of August middle of July somewhere in the summer months and I said Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch would end the season winless and Henry wasn't having it he's like a he's a Kurt Busch fan so he called me out right after I said it and just like starts with stuff like that. I was like, I don't think a driver is going to be this. It's like, what, you really think that? Like, come on. And it just sparks back and forth. And we just shine light on it here and there throughout the year. It's it's fun. I think fun for, <laughs> always. <Yeah. laughs> I think for me, what what I've seen, because Josh and I usually get after it, uh, not, not as much Jay and I, but I think our biggest disagreement, especially during playoff time, is we've been doing these uh, these power rankings. And I mean, I've had Kurt Busch near the top just because, you know, he's he's been performing and uh, Josh is a big Bowman fan. So it's it's usually back and forth about who's who's got the better performance and why are you ranking Kurt Busch above Bowman or not even having Bowman in the top 10. So that usually there's usually some good content there. So for Jay, then, obviously, it seems like you're kind of the Switzerland here. You're in the middle and don't really in, interact with them arguing. You just sit back and watch. But. What's the best argument you've seen these two have? Um, the One of the last uh, episodes we recorded for this season, we kind of went over our opinion on the playoff format, and uh, Josh and Henry were kind of going at it. And I was just, I remember I was just kind of sitting back and letting them, letting them go back and forth, and I was just kind of there for getting my entertainment from watching them, you know, kind of debate. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah uh what uh what do you guys do um you know how do you guys come up with show concepts that that's one thing I, i've been meaning to ask the other other folks we've interviewed so far you know do you guys just go in there do you guys have a show sheet or do you just go in and say oh we have one two topics and then let the rest ride it out 
You know, it, it's interesting because with NASCAR, it's week to week. So there are weeks where you have uh, silly season news about which drivers going where, you know, with like 2311 racing and stuff like that, where you have just huge topics where you can kind of run on that for a while. And then you have weeks where you talk about the race and then you have to come up with a random question. So we try to uh, we try to come up with a certain amount of topics before we start the show. But we also have. Uh, built-in segments so we we do our hot takes and cold uh, or hot takes and dark horses at the end of the show Uh, we've done trivia over under Um, we started this thing kind of bummed it off of fox sports we call it retweet or mute basically it's a it's a it's a version of you see i mess this up every time hit the gas pump the brakes there we go I, (laughs) i barely get that i barely get that right but you know it's it's tough sometimes but i feel for the most part we we find a way to uh scrounge up topics if we don't have the topics we'll just ask a random question like what's what's the best song to play on the final lap of you know pace laps and it's it it really differs week to week jay you've been to pocono before it seems like you were uh, a little younger and and don't recall too much but uh you know what uh what was this place like for what you can recall pocono was the first track i'd ever been to i used to live in pennsylvania in bucks county um so it wasn't too far for me in fact i think I've actually been there a few times, um, a couple times when I was a little too young to remember, but basically the, the first, the time I mentioned, I think I was there in spring of 2010 it was actually a Monday and uh, fun fact, we had heard a rumor that on, if it gets rained out on Sunday that they don't even check tickets. So we drove up on Monday um, and, you know, it was, uh, we were just like, well, we'll see if we can get in or not. And uh, we did. So that was fun. We got basically just walked in, got to see a free race. And it was awesome uh, for a Monday. I, I remember my dad let me skip school, which was even better about it. Um, and, you know, it's so cool seeing that huge front stretch, the biggest in NASCAR. Uh, you know, in that package, they were pushing 200 going into that. So, I mean, that was cool. And honestly, you can – People think that it's such a big track. How can you see everything? But you, you, depending on where you can see, you can see a great view of everything. So honestly, it was it was a really cool experience. It was my first ever experience at a NASCAR track, seeing Cup Series cars, and you know, it was some I always remember because it was the first time. Um, I really wish I had a like a pit road pass because it would have been really cool to see the historic garage and stuff like that. Well, come on back. Um, we'll bring you though, but you got to buy it ticket this time otherwise we don't we're not able to afford the podcast at all <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. i actually had plans um to do the double header this past year but uh because of covid that changed but hopefully i'll be back perfect yeah we want to have you back but before we uh, get to that we we know you guys are big fans of the dale jr download so i wanted to bring in one of the co-hosts of the dale jr download uh mike davis what up buddy good to see you i know you're connecting to audio here so we'll wait for you to connect but uh these are the behind the wall media guys so uh once you're connected audio we'll get we'll get cracking here so uh give us one sec fellas this is the beauty there he is there's mike davis the one and only mike what's happening pal what's up how's everybody doing we're doing fine man i want to introduce you to henry jay and joshua these are the guys behind the wall media and they're huge fans of your show Behind the wall. Well, awesome. Uh, where, where's everybody coming to us from here? Richmond, Virginia. And so you're all from Richmond, Virginia, and you're on the Pocono podcast. That, 
the, the Pocono show. Is that how this is, Kevin? That's how this is. But these guys are, I mean, they're technically one of, you know, we, we're called them amateur podcasters, Mike. I mean, technically Pocono Raceway podcast is an amateur podcast, but, you know. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, yeah, no, thanks. But but check out Henry's backdrop, man. They got sponsors. Mike, we need sponsors on our show. We know your show is a sponsor, but these guys are these guys are no joke. I mean, listen, we don't have backdrops like that. I don't know. Henry's got it figured out. <laughs> um, yeah, but these guys, Photoshop. these guys were talking about influencers and they were talking about how they got into podcasting and, and uh, one of the things they brought up obviously was your show. So um, you know, we wanted to bring you on, give them a little surprise and, uh, you know, have you guys talk about podcasts and why they're podcasts. And so Mike, you got any questions for these guys? Fire away. Well, first of all, I mean, you guys all look pretty young. I mean, are you in college? Are you in high school? What are, is that right? So I, I, uh, I have a lot of respect for you guys to be able to do this while you're still a full-time student. I know what it's like to be a full-time student and then uh, get, having obligations elsewhere. And that's why it took me six years to get to college. And that ain't a lot. So um, anyway, I mean, listen, I think our podcast industry, especially in racing, man, we got to be there for each other. Right. I mean, like um, I, I love supporting other podcasts. I'm aware of your podcast. Uh, and you know what, uh, if, if you ever need anything from me or if you ever, uh, if I ever need anything from you, I can promise you, I'll ask you. Um, but I just think that we, uh, I, I love when racing podcasts pop up, uh, because I love supporting them and I love trying to get the word out. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of other people would tell me, well, you know, uh, it's just, uh, you're, you're distracting from your own or this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, listen, you know what? Good content is good content, man. And if it's yours and you own it and you establish your own little credit, it doesn't matter. I, I don't even care how many people listen to it. If I feel proud of the work, it's all that matters. It's self-fulfilling. And so, um, you know, I, I'm proud of you guys. I think I, I look up to you and uh, I think you guys do a great job. Thank you. You guys have any questions for for Mike, the, the the man behind Dale Jr.'s podcast? I mean, Mike and I have known each other for several years, and when I started my podcast, Mike was the first guy I called. So uh, feel free if you guys got a question for him on 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 anything. Fire away. Got to be Josh because I know Josh is he's probably sweating right now since uh, <laughs> get get the Dale Jr. download boys here. I know it's been one of my favorite podcasts. I've been a Dale Jr. fan for shoot since I first started watching his four we had my dad was a huge fan so he uh the whole basement was decked out in Dale stuff so it's really cool to be able to talk to you and I know like watching the show and listening to the podcast I I think my favorite guest that uh y'all have had is Martin Truex Jr. I have a question who's like your favorite guest that you ever had on there because there's a lot of good ones it's so hard um I got to be honest with you, Josh, I, I, I'll sit there and sometimes just be like, what is going on here? Like, I, you know, I had DW sitting at the table a couple of weeks ago and uh, I'm just like, I was in the grandstands watching this fool right here. I mean, I, I was, I was that guy, you know, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, and so I, listen, I just enjoy it. Who would be my favorite? Richard Childress last year was pretty stout. Um, I really enjoyed James Finch this year. Do you guys know James Finch? You, you may not. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of uh, he he was uh, he was kind of this renegade rebel owner 
that uh, I tell you what, Kevin knows, and and he, uh, I enjoyed having him on the show because uh, he is somebody that I would have never thought would ever do a podcast. Like, you know, some people that I just like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't want to ask him to be on the show. He's going to, he's going to kill us. But, um, you know, the, the, the other thing I'll say about the show, and this kind of occurred to me recently was that I think that when it's all said and done, and we look at the overall body of work that we created. I, I think that what the identity of that show will be is uh, is uh, people looking for closure on losing Dale Earnhardt. And so, like, I, I think like when you ask me about my favorite shows, it's the ones where Michael Waltrip or Steve Park or Richard Childress, um, you know, even DW a few weeks ago, I, dude. There, there's something about that being able to look in, in Dale Jr.'s eyes and say things that they never would otherwise have said to each other, you know, because that's the other thing. Race car drivers just don't talk. I mean, they, they just don't know how to communicate to people. They don't know how to interact. I mean, they're so weird. They're wired so weird and they're all the same. I mean, like I, you know, there, there's an exception, you know, your boyers are exception, uh, you know, um, Kenny Wallace is an exception to the rule, but those are few and far between. For the most part, none of them know how to actually communicate and talk, and they certainly don't know how to do it to each other. <laughs> and so what we have is that these moments where there's a lot of people still trying to come to grips with the loss of Dale Earnhardt, you know, his close buddies. Um, and it ends up being like a therapy session. I can't believe it. I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting there just kind of watching myself. Uh, you know, Ken Schrader, Dale Jr. and Ken Schrader. I don't know if y'all saw that episode, but like Dale Jr., unbeknownst to us, I, I had no idea this was going to happen, but he ends the show by saying, well, I knew you were going to come on and I just wrote down some thoughts. And then I'm like, oh no, he's, is he about to, is he about to go to 2001? Is that what he, I mean, I was just like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep it all together. <laughs> this is, this is not going to be good. And then I looked at Schrader and his, his lip was quivering. And I'm like, oh, I just looked down and I just tried to like think about something else. And Dale goes out and he says something that he had needed to say. And I think these guys are looking for closure, man. Um, not every week is a, you know, a Dale Earnhardt, you know, therapy session. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people still trying to uh, come to grips with that and have not been able to do it. And I do think that they get uh, the most successful they've been at, at, at reaching closure and moving on has been being able to talk to Dale Jr. It ain't me. I, I mean, I'm sitting off to the side. I'm not even in the room basically, but it's like, but being able to talk to Dale Jr. And I think that ultimately when it's all said and done, that's probably going to be my favorite thing about that show that we did, you know, or any of these that, that, you know, get people a little bit closer to getting back to normal. It's crazy to think after 20 years, that's, there's conversations. I, I know I'm rambling on, I'm not even giving you guys a chance to talk, but this is what, this, this is what you get with me. This um, one, I knew this was going to happen when Mike Davis came on. Yeah. So I, was, I'm, I actually muted myself. So go ahead. Yeah. I would tell you that I was blown away when Michael Waltrip and Dale Jr. are sitting there and these guys, now I was in college when, when that, uh, Daytona 500 happened and I remember watching it and Dale and Michael were teammates and so when Dale Earnhardt died 
you know, they, they navigated that, uh, you know, as teammates throughout, you know, that first half of the season, which all then culminated at Daytona again in the summer when Dale Jr. won the race. And then you got that big moment where Dale and Michael are hugging. I just assumed like any normal person would that, you know, they were, you know, like brothers through that whole thing. They were there for each other. Find out at the table, they didn't even talk. They were, they didn't, they didn't even talk. They like Michael saying, you know, we didn't even, that moment they were hugging, that was like the most interaction that they'd ever had uh, during that year. I, I just, it blows my mind. I, I can't believe some of the things that I hear. So um, I will shut up now, but I'll tell you that like, that, that's a long answer to your question. I, my favorite moments are, are like those little gems where you can't predict those. You can't plan for them. You can't dare ask, you know, put that in our show notes. Hey, ask, you know, ask them about your dad, you know, or you can't do that but they just kind of happen naturally. And that's because people have this burden that they've been carrying around for two decades. I think you're making this the favorite part of this podcast for these guys. So thank you. They don't want to, they don't want to talk to us anymore, Mike. They just, they just keep talking to you. <laughs> we like, we like everyone. We'll talk, we'll talk to anyone. <laughs> um, do you, so Jay, Henry, any questions for Mike on, on podcast? Go ahead, Jay. He's nodding your head. One thing I got to say, Mike, is one thing, that I love so much about the Dale Jr. download and all of Dirty Mo Media in general is that when I'm listening to y'all's podcast, I don't feel like I'm actually listening to a podcast. The way y'all talk and interact, it just feels like close buddies talking in the garage who've, you know, catching up. I feel like a fly on the wall in that situation, which makes it so enjoyable. Um, and that's one thing I've tried to at least put into uh, our Behind the Wall podcast is uh, to make it sound like it's just three buddies trying to catch up and, and talk and cut up and stuff like that. I, I love that feel when it doesn't feel like it's forced dialogue, when everybody's just, you know, talking and sharing moments and memories. And that's, I feel like that's something that I get when I'm watching like you and Dale Jr. and having a guest on and when the three of y'all are just, you know, sharing memories. And sometimes it's like I said about, like you said about Dale Earnhardt Sr., Sometimes it's about Dale Jr. and his pat, you know, his early days of racing. And when you're asking whatever guests you got on, how they got started in the sport, it's like, it's, I, it's one, especially when it's something that is before my time, because I'm on the younger side. It makes me feel like I was in that part of the era of the sport, which is awesome. Dude, uh, listen, thank you so much for those words. I'll tell you that chemistry um how often do y'all do your podcast once a week. once a week okay so just like us you know chemistry and and, and uh keeping that keeping that continuity uh is probably the hardest thing any of us can do when it comes to podcasts i mean people think that that's easy it's not easy because everybody has a bad day everybody you know listen i can tell you when dale jr walks in the room what the what <laughs> how hard we're gonna have to work for this because you know, uh, I can just tell, but that's because I've been with him, uh, gosh, 16 or 17 years now I've been working with him. Um, but I'm telling you that I, that I rely on that. I rely on that experience to, um, to come off in the show because that, I mean, I think that personally, that's really, it's really the only value I would bring to the show is, is, uh, familiarity with Dale and also being able to try to, being able to, kind of work him a little bit. I'm, I'm thinking that the whole time I'm thinking, you know, 
how can we get the best out of Dale? Even like some days there's, you know, not so great days. Some days it's, you know, it's, it could be just a text that he gets on the way in, which drives me crazy um, that, you know, that derailed him. And um, so the, the chemistry is, uh, is something that it, it takes work. And when you say things like you just said, it, it, it means a lot to me because that means that, you know, that uh, the, the work is paying off. But um, there's times I'm going to promise you, and this is the beautiful part about podcasts that aren't live, is that, uh, you know, if we ever do have a moment where we're just completely on opposite ends of the page, it's just complete whiffs. And, uh, and there have been those times. And, and um, I honestly think that they w- those would be fun to put in the podcast, too. And they do sometimes, but like, uh, you know, the TV audience never sees this because TV is so, so edited. I mean, it's like half of the interview. Um, I don't, I don't even, it's its own audience, but the podcast, sometimes we, we like to put our flaws in there. And sometimes, um, I think just a few weeks ago, I think we were during a, I think we were during a YouTube segment ask junior segment and I asked a question and he was completely looking at his phone and not and not listening and he didn't hear me and we ended up making a video for social media that week of that moment because it was just like hey sometimes it's just you know sometimes it doesn't matter like he's not paying attention or I missed something or whatever it is but the chemistry if you guys have chemistry man that's the best thing you got going for keeping the chemistry oh that's another it's another challenge isn't it you know i I first started doing the download with another guy. It wasn't Dale. Dale didn't come in until about four years, three or four years after. It was me and a um, a radio, a local radio guy who's a friend of mine named Taylor Zarzer. And I'm telling you, man, it was so hard with him. Like I did not have a rapport. I did not. And it was like, it was just difficult. And so that's when I realized, cause you know, I, I listen, I don't know any more about podcasting than you guys do. Um, and I'm learning as I go. And yet I'm like, oh, so this is what it's like to not have a, a rapport at all. And, and you have to sit there and fake it, which nobody likes that. Um, with me and Dale, I don't have to, I don't have to fake anything. We are what we are for better or worse. You know, I had a guy come at, I got a guy step at me on Twitter just a little bit ago, telling me I'm a freaking joke and that why am I even on the show? And that, I'm only on there because I'm Dale's friend. He has no idea that I started the whole thing and it's, it's all out of my mind, but I ain't going to get into it. My point is, so that's going to cut, that comes with the territory. It don't bother me, whatever. <laughs> Henry, you got a follow-up question to that? Cause then... I mean, that's tough to follow up, but uh, you know, <laughs> Hearing about how you started the the download years before Dale Jr. joined it, uh, I want to kind of hear about uh, what got you in the industry. And you know, I've asked many people this, and I I, I put it off as that we're asking uh, we're, we're asking on behalf of the viewers and listeners just so they can hear about it. But mostly, it's, it's kind of for me because I'm college senior, graduating like three months, trying to figure out where to go, trying to be a NASCAR. But you know, how did you end up where you're at? So are you asking how did we end up with the download or, or with Dirty Mo Media or even in the sport? Yeah, sport. I mean, whatever, whichever, which, which, whichever was a more appealing story. Well, I mean, um, it's not, I don't know. I don't know how appealing it is. I did not have a contact in the sport. I got lucky and I, you know, I got in the sport because of a, some grace 
bestowed by complete strangers. And it also took a long time. It didn't take, you know, when I graduated college, I'd probably been sending resumes. I was, I was working in sports, college sports information. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And that's the closest thing in media relations, PR. I'm a journalism major. And I was all about being a sports writer. In fact, that's what I've been doing. I was the editor of the newspapers. I was doing all that stuff. And I enjoy writing. The only way I was going to stay into PR was if I had got into college football or NASCAR. I was a fan of both. And so I sent resumes out to everybody. Got zero. I, I got one return that was just a no, right? <laughs> it's like, thanks, but no, no. And so I went and took a job at a newspaper in Albany, Georgia, and was working there. And then like six months later, I got a, a call from a, an agency in Charlotte that was looking for a, a, you know, a new PR rep. Now, what I didn't know then, but I know now, was that the only reason I got a call was because the driver was impossible to deal with. And so nobody wanted to work for him. And they needed somebody so stupid that they didn't know that they were in the worst job in NASCAR. That was me. I got that job. And so I moved to Charlotte and I'm working for Jimmy Spencer. And <laughs> I, uh, and, and by the way, did not own a credit card, did not, had never been on an airplane. I worked my last day at the newspaper on a Tuesday. I moved to Charlotte on a Wednesday Daytona Speed Weeks had already started. And so I got flown to Daytona on a Thursday. Have not met us. I didn't know anybody. That's my first airplane ride. Big, big adventure. Land in Daytona. I, I, I'm met by some guy on the team. He brings me to the speedway. Gets my hard card. I was so, I, I'm like, what have I done? And I haven't even met the jerk yet. I ain't met him. And he was everything they said he was. <laughs> and, and, and so, they, and, and Jimmy was driving in the cup car, uh, for Ganassi. He got that target ride at number 41. And I was on the Bush side, Xfinity now. And which meant I'm not even his priority for the weekend. I'm just in the way. It was, it was a disaster. My point on that was, um, Everything that could go wrong that first week went wrong. And I kind of lost it on him because, you know, he, Kevin will know this. Kevin. I don't, I don't know. I, I plead the fifth if it involves well, a driver. Well, what about. do they tell PR <laughs> of all the jobs we think we have at a racetrack? They tell you, you really only got one job and that is to get your driver where on time. You get into the driver's meeting on time. To the driver's meeting on time. We missed the first one. <laughs> my first week jimmy didn't even go jimmy qualified fifth for that bush race at daytona first race of the year by the way finch's cars were stupid fast he didn't even try to go to the driver's meeting so now he's starting in the back and i feel like i've just spent my one week in nascar and i'm out because they told me i got one job getting to the driver's meeting and i didn't do it Eventually, I just had enough of it. And um, when I kind of snapped on Jimmy, we hit it off like that. It was all a game. It was all a game. You've dealt with Tony Stewart. You've de Kevin, you, you've dealt with these guys. You know, they all, they're just, I was probably the 10th PR rep that Jimmy had been handed in the last two years, and he'd probably been over it. 
and he finally needed somebody with thick skin and I ended up being the guy. We became great friends in a matter of a week and I ended up, I realized when I got in, it was all about staying in um, because this sport will spit you out quick. It will. I mean, it's all corporate driven and, and you don't get in for the job stability. You get in because either you're passionate about racing. It's an incredible lifestyle, uh, especially if you want to travel and you want to just be in the mix. It's fantastic. But uh, you don't do it for, you know, job security because, man, things change. You know, ask any old driver or crew chief. And so I was all about staying in. Well, I felt like if I could get my foot in the door and I had my foot in the door, um, then I need to treat every day like a 24-hour job interview every day, all year, every day. I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things. They told me I got to do this. I'm going to go do twice as much. Um, and they told me that I couldn't get Jimmy Spencer uh, in the Kansas City Star. I got him on the front page. You know, I'm just saying, I just said, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to stay in. And that's what led to other opportunities, which in two years I was working for Dale Jr. And my first race with him, my first week with him, we went much better than my first week with Jimmy because Dale won the Daytona 500. <laughs> and, he, and he made it to driver's meeting. That was, that was the best part. That's when I thought we won. <laughs> you guys got any other questions otherwise we'll uh i mean mike you feel free to stay on if you want to keep chatting with these guys i, I mean at Set this point down. i got yeah i'm good all right you guys fire away man keep fire away questions all right You're making my job making my job and kevin's job and chrissy's job way easier this pre-rate this pre-questionnaire thing i it's gone just keep going I'm gonna be the one i'm gonna be the one that edits it so you know but it's <laughs> yeah. okay this oh, is all good there's, there's no editing Let's make yeah, it hard for him. Kevin knows the struggle. It's a struggle. Henry's the one who does it for them. There, Mike. Got it. Go ahead. Who's got another question? Go ahead. Fire away. I know you mentioned uh, going in first race with Junior, going to win the 500. What would you say is like your favorite moment working with Dale? Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> You know, I, Kevin, I always tell myself I should prepare for questions like these better, and I never do. All right, let me think about this. Don't prepare. Just do it off the cuff. No, yeah. Nothing wrong. Yeah. But, but, hey, Henry's going to edit it. I'm going to sound yeah, – I'm not going to have any pauses in this. He's going to make me sound great. Kevin's got this. Kevin Teal's got this covered. Oh, Kevin's the editor, not Henry. That's right. Kevin, no. you're editing. Henry's yeah. Henry's the editor of their podcast. Kevin's the editor of our podcast. Oh, Kevin, we're, we're in the off part. season. I'm stress free now. I got gotcha. you. All right, let's see here. Um, favorite moment? Gosh, there's been a lot of moments. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the day hey, there you go. Moment. Winter Olympics and <laughs> Winter Olympics in Korea was fun. Um, can't knock that. Um, uh, let's see. As far as racing moments, um, listen, I've put it this way. In 2004, we won six races. At that time, I thought we were kings of the world, and I mean, I got spoiled real quick. I didn't know what it was like. You know, that, that's the that's the bad thing about when these race car drivers uh, who win every week continue to win. Is that like the sense of accomplishment, man? Is it's sort of lost when you can do, do when you do it all the time. Um, and not that the sense of accomplishment is, is lost. It's just, it's sort of hard to, to continue to feel the emotion. Well, when you go through 2009 and 2010, like Dale did, 
which we got we sucked out loud. It was awful. We I mean we couldn't finish in the top twenty in, in some of these races. And when the thing about it was is that we were now at Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> there was no excuse. Meanwhile, old Mark Martin comes out of his seventeenth retirement, and he goes and wins, and he's in our shop. It's like like it was so embarrassing. And Junior, uh, you know, Junior just lost all confidence because uh, my point on this was that in, in DEI, we were winning, clicking them off, and we had a couple, you know, down years, but he won. Well, when you go through the valley and and really have to recalibrate your whole thinking, I mean, like there was a point where Dale would tell you he was the best race car driver on the track. Now he he lost all that confidence. Well, when a driver loses their edge, man, that that's two tenths, three tenths, four tenths. I mean, you, you could just tell. And he lost it. He lost it. Um, but then Steve Latart came around and Dale got his mojo back. I mean, in 2000, hey, Pocono got us a couple wins there. Uh, Pocono sweep. Come got on. the sweep. I still have my Pocono broom. It's in the office, actually. Um, but that those, those were nice because you know why? We we uh, we remembered we we'd gone through the valleys like you knew what it was like to fail and you had constant reminders of it and now Dale goes back and wins it. Look at there, that's it, that's right. You know I didn't get one of those. You I know what? From, I stole it from Hendrick Motorsports. Dale didn't even get one of those. He he's gonna be upset with you. Yeah, oh, wow. he, come he to my it. office. I'm taking. <laughs> but you know uh, he won the Daytona 500 that year. One, uh, both Poconos, I was there uh, for all of it. It was just, it, it was magical, man. I'm telling you, because when you felt the, the, the pit of despair and it was bad, you got to remember, Dale Jr. is the one person that he could finish 35th and there's always going to be media there to ask him what happened every week. Jeff Gluck, Bob Pike, they even have become apologized to me. They're like, listen, I know it's been an awful day, but our, you know, our editors say we have to do a Dale Jr. story every week. He's on, you know, he's going to, he, he leads to clicks. So there he is, Dale Jr. getting out of his car, smoke coming everywhere. looks like crap. Uh, and, you know, now he has to answer for it. And he always kept his class about it. But when we got grouped in with Latart, Latart said something that was real, real good. He goes, listen, it's my way, and this is the way. We're, this is this is the new rules, and we're going to do this. He's going to show up thirty minutes before practice. He's going to stay thirty minutes after practice. He's going to do this, and I was like, "Heck yeah, man! Let's 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 get some discipline in our lives." I love this. Let's you know reset everything that we thought was right, man. It, it wasn't right. It wasn't working. So I like 2014. It, it was a special time. But like as far as off the track stuff, Olympics was fun. I've, you know, uh, we, we've done a bunch of cool stuff, you know, being at the white house was awesome. Um, and, uh, you know what, B being, being with Dale, um, you know, getting as he's having his babies, you know, it's just such a, such a new, just a, just a new chapter in life that, you know, at one point you'd never thought would have happened. And now he's having babies and now he's getting into hall of fames, you know, another thing that we would have never just assumed. Um, so yeah, I, I think that maybe there's there's a few in there that you can pull from. Any other questions? I had a question about just like podcasting in general. So like you've said, you've done the podcast for 
a couple years now, some with Dale, some without Dale. What have you learned most about podcasts to help grow the first podcast as well as the Dale Jr. download that's helping you now that you started way back then? Start with your identity. What is your show going to be and build it from there? Don't go build anything. Don't, build, don't put in hosts. Don't do this until you know what your show is. And it may evolve, but um, going without an identity is, is it's fruitless in my opinion. Um, what our identity was with the download was, it was when we started it, it was a Dale Jr. recap race. It was a, a recap podcast. We, we played his radio chatter. Um, he wasn't even, he didn't even have a role on it, but that was what our show was. I even joked with him. I was like, if he wanted to come on it, I'm like, well, I don't have a place for you. It's called the Dale Jr. Download. And I'm telling Dale Jr. that, uh, you know, we don't want him. I was kidding, but I kind of, but I, I, I protect our identity like a bulldog. All right. If you mess with our identity, if you mess with even a little thing, I'm, I'm a brand guy. See, I'm, I mean, my role at, it, with, for Dale and for JRM is not Dirty Mo Media. My role, that's what I do as a hobby. I created that as a side project. My role is Dale Jr.'s brand. I'm his managing brand director. So little, little, little things that chip away at the brand is my pet peeve. I don't care what it is. And so brand identity is the key to all of the success. Like you got to know, people got to know what, what your show is. And a lot of times um, when we try to do something that's not us, it does not work. Even with Dale, it does not work. I, it, I, people assume that Dale's his fan base means that everything that he does, touches flies. That ain't true. We have stuff that sucked and we have stuff that people just, they, they know better. People are smart. So you just got to ask yourself at the beginning and listen, I'm building shows right now. I'm building new shows. Um, I left, I got home from work just a little bit ago. I've been trying to work on new shows and, and, and um, some of them will do well. Some of them won't, but I'm telling you, I won't, I won't step another foot until I know what is the show that I want this to be. And then every decision that I make will, will point back to that, who I have as a host who I have as a producer, what the set looks like, what it sounds like, the sound design, all of those things have to point back to the identity. Because if I get that wrong, uh, you know, if you have a, a big racing recap, but you have jazz music, it don't work, does it? You know, it's like, it's, it's just you know, all these little subtleties things. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big stickler on that. And I, that's what I tell people. You got to make sure you know your identity first. And I'm going to tell you, I, I didn't come up with that on my own. Back when we started this thing, I was a big fan of uh, – did any of y'all do play fantasy football? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Matthew Barry at ESPN. Are, are y'all familiar with Matthew Barry? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Matthew and I and Dale, um, we, we got to know Matthew quite well, and um, I was a big fan of Matthew's podcast. I listened to it all the time. And, you know, Matthew was the first one to say, I was like, man, y'all, y'all just kill it. Um, and what, what's the secret? And he just said, know what your show is. Don't try to do another show. Don't try to do something that you're not. It, you'll get exposed. And we do what our show is. Matthew Berry is going to do fantasy and everything's going to be, you know, you know, your roles. My other podcast, Door Bumper Clear. I don't know if y'all listen to that. The Door Bumper Clear is my race recap podcast. 
Dale Jr. Download is not. Dale Jr. Download is my, you know, get your old timers in there, you know, talk history. Dale Jr. can, you know, drool over the Nova in the background. And, you know, you, you, that, that's always, that's what that show is. It's Dale Jr. talking to people that he wants to talk to because he's, for his reasons. DBC, though, is my industry insiders. And maybe, let me tell you something. Uh, of the things I'm most proud of, Door Bumper Clear is it. Because that show has no business of getting the listeners that it gets. And yet it does. And I think that's because, um, and we did even, a, we did a live show at Pocono with Door Bumper Clear uh, before COVID hit. We were, you know, we were testing it out there, Kevin. Absolutely. But Brett Griffin is the idea, like, you know, the spotters is the identity. Their industry insight is their identity. Their opinions, their identity, their race, and man, they end up breaking news and they don't even realize it. And I love that about them is that they, they're, they're so inside that they don't even know what is considered news. They are just going off of, hey, NASCAR official told me they're going to come out with a new rules package next week at the All-Star Race. You know, and all of a sudden, you you know, USA Today is a story says, you know, reported by door bumper clear. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what in the world? But that's what that show is. And when people, you know, when, you know, when they want guests on that show, I tell them, don't, don't go get some, a guest that belongs on the Dale Jr. Download, much of the same way the download doesn't need to go get a guest that belongs on door bumper clear. There needs to be a separation there because each one has their own respective identity. All right. See, I tell you, there is no short answers with me guys, but I'm, I'm well, one, about thing, one thing I learned um, I do ask Mike for a lot of advice, but I also give myself an entire clear schedule when I do ask Mike <laughs> for that advice. <laughs> but it's always good, man. It's always good advice. So listen to what he has to say. I promise well, you it'll, it'll take I, you listen, a Listen, I'm no expert in this stuff, um, but I do know that uh, working with Dale Jr., and this has less to do with podcasts and more to do with just anything. Like, you know, you just got to know what you're – what you're after if you think you'll start and then it'll come around i'm not saying it won't come around and you'll figure it out later i'm just saying it ain't going to be successful if like listen like if, if you're trying to build an audience and build momentum that's not going to build momentum while you still try to figure out what it is you're trying to do all right i'm gonna stop the questioning to mike but we will connect each other with mike you guys can reach out to him because honestly he's not kidding when he says reach out to him he means i want you to He'll talk all day long, um, but he'll give you, again, really insightful stuff. Mike, thanks for popping on and um, just showing your love to these guys, man. These guys are are the main attractions for our show today. Um, so thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, it was a pleasure talking to all of you. Chrissy, I don't know, did I make did I make you mad? Was it, was <laughs> it something I said? No. Chrissy's okay. just... Chrissy, Chrissy's been with us here at the track for a year. Yep. She's still taking, absorbing everything in. You got I don't her think muted. She's had the full Mike Davis effect yet, so yeah. she's getting it in living color. Well, listen, thank you guys for being a uh, you know listeners of our podcast. Um, we we're going to reciprocate that and uh, keep up the good work on your end. If you ever need anything, if you ever got a question, hey, by the way, uh, who is it is graduating? Henry, are you graduating in three months? Yes. Listen, yes, sir. And, are, and you're in Richmond, right? Are you Are you willing to relocate? Are you trying to get into NASCAR? I don't think you're going to try to stay in Richmond, are you? I'm, I'm moving to Charlotte. So listen, I'm hiring people all the time. So you need to get me your resume. Anybody needs to get me resumes. I'm looking for producers all the time. I'm looking for, you know, I'm building new shows all the time. So 
yeah, dude, let's uh, let's hook up. I'm, I mean, gosh, I was, I'm talking to people today about hiring them. So we got a lot of projects going on. I want you guys to uh, reach out to me, Kevin. You can give him my email. I won't do it on the podcast in case one of my our editors <laughs> up and leaves it in. I'll just do it. I'll give out your cell phone. What's your number? Cell phone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. I, I mean it. I, I expect to hear from you guys. Uh, keep in touch with me. Thank you, Mike. Sure, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night, man. Thank you again. Take care. Well, guys, that was Mike. So uh, a little surprise there for you. You guys, you guys cool with that? I didn't expect oh, yeah. going to like <laughs> say, like, here he comes and nothing was going to happen. So when I saw that extra person <laughs> pop up, I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I was surprised with how uh, Josh handled it with him being the big uh, Dirty Mo, JRM, Junior fan, uh, Dale Junior download. I was expecting him to get up and start running around the room screaming. <laughs> I actually was wearing my door bumper clear shirt today. So, well, I, <laughs> I think y'all just got like job offers there. Yeah, much, I mean, so. that's awesome. You know, if, if anything chasing, comes of it, I've been chasing a job at Junior Motorsports <laughs> since I started in this industry, and I haven't gotten a call back. We bring out a podcast, and the three of you got hired today. I'm just saying, too, uh, you know, if we ever ask anything of Dirty Mo when you guys are working there one day, you know, just don't forget about no, us here at the Pocono Raceway podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Remember, remember the little guys up here in the up here in the up there in Long Pond. Uh, hey, so, um, hey, hey, caller. Um, so we have these guys from behind the wall. They're they're big podcasters um, who started up in 2019. They're awesome people. We had Mike Davis on before, and he was sharing some stories. Um, and one of the, uh, one young gentleman on here, his name is Henry. Uh, he's a big Michael Waltrip fan. So I was wondering if you could just introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Michael Waltrip and I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky. And evidently I don't know how to follow directions because I can't ever get on zoom. <laughs> uh, Henry, this is your time to shine. I have no questions for Michael. Michael has been a great friend of ours here at Pocono Raceway, but, um, do you have any questions for, you know, the Daytona 500 champ that's on the other end of my phone right now? You know, this is, this is, this is crazy, but I, you know, I'm not unprepared because like right here next to me, it's my, it's my Michael Waltrip shrine. And it's a shame you can't see it. Cause I've got, I've got Michael Waltrip hats everywhere ranging from He's like 2004. Every hat I'm, right I, now. I, I want to see, I want to get on zoom. I, I need help. All right, let's let's try to let's try to get you on this Zoom because I think you need to be part of it. So if you click on that link one more time, hang up with me and click on that link one more time and and hopefully it'll work. In fact, you know what, Michael? Can I let me just text it to you and you can do it from your phone. How about that? Yeah, okay. that'd be great. All right, cool. I'm gonna text you the link right now. There's there's Michael Waltrip. There he is. All right, Henry, man, go ahead, fire away, show him your hats. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I mean, I've got tons in here you know this one you've actually you've actually touched this one you can all see right the, uh, the signature there i also got it a uh, little rutledge wood action on the side yeah ran into him at Richmond. uh so you've got the uh fourth of july one yeah 2001 or something it's uh the first toyota one i got uh i got which year that was are bill davis by, version are you sponsored by peak yeah, we uh we picked up a uh, partnership with them, and we've been uh, promoting their rebates for the past maybe two months. Nice, they're my so, friends. So Hen yeah, Henry, that's, that's where I got the like, idea. Henry's the senior in college, and uh, we had Mike Davis on before, and basically Mike Davis offered the kid a job today, so that was cool. I've been begging Mike Davis for a job for years. <laughs> and my and daughter just graduated from the University of Michigan this past May, so she's a uh, 
got a job going to work in the, in the January. So I understand Henry, it's, it's important to be able to figure on a plan. And Mike Davis is a good guy. If he says it, I, I believe it. So these guys are, are relatively new at podcasts. We know you have unfiltered, um, you know, so do you have any advice for, for, for these guys who are in their second year of podcasting? And obviously we know we have, you have Fox sports behind you, but what can these guys do to continue to do what they're doing? Cause they're doing a fantastic job, but in my opinion. Well, when you partner with someone like peak, it gives you more exposure because it benefits them to promote your brand. So that's a, a great idea. And then just the quality of guests and, and, and just being real, you know, remember, remember a little bit of research never hurts, but, if you can get some good guests, it makes your job easy and more fun. And persistence usually helps if you want some of these cup guys. Uh, that'll, that'll be a challenge, but you hit up their their uh, PR team or or you talk to some of their friends and and maybe start with a, a crew guy and work up to the crew chief, and you can get your way in eventually. And then also NASCAR fans, I, I think it's sometimes fun just to, to figure out who a super fan is and where they might live and what, if they've got great stories to tell about encounters they've had with drivers. So um, I would think outside of the box and just try to, you know, I'm sure like in my podcast, there's been a few times when I didn't really have a guest. So I just told stories and I think those are entertaining as well. If, if you've got some of your super fan stories dating back to 2004 or 2001 or two, uh, those will certainly be entertaining as well. Still, I'm still kind of shocked right now. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, you know, I've never really gotten the opportunity to get to meet you in person. And I was, I was close. We were telling the story. Uh, I don't know. I was telling the story on the podcast one time, but uh, it was back uh 2017 Richmond Raceway had a 5K, and I was, I was talking with Dennis Bickmeyer, kind of back and forth with him on uh, Twitter about how I was going to build the greatest 5K team of all time, and we gotten you to, uh, or somehow you had responded about I'm in. So we called it, uh, it was team big Mo- or team Richmond raceway and, uh, and team wall trip, but, uh, it didn't pan out. But I mean, besides that, I mean, I got this right here. That was, uh, from my dad. Uh, so this is about the closest I've been to you, but, uh, you know, That's really cool. you know, it's, I- I'm in shock right now, but, uh, question wise, I, you know, I saw I saw it today, but when are we going to find out what your uh, what your cryptic tweet was today about uh, one one final time or one final lap or one more lap? Well, my my tweet meant one to go, and that's December, and I want it to be 2021. And I was thinking about how it feels when you're leading a race by a straightaway, and you come off turn four and you see the white flag, and it's one to go. You know, that's a that's the greatest feeling in the world, because, you know, when you take that white, the next flag means the race is over and and you're in a pretty good spot. So I didn't although a lot of people thought maybe I meant one to go, I was going to race again in 2017. I ran my last cup race um, and it was the Daytona 500. I finished in the top 10. I drove that car off the track and I got it in my garage. So that's a memory I probably will just hang with. I wouldn't mind running maybe a truck race one day or, a, or an Xfinity race. Um, I, I've been working out since March, trying to get uh, back in racing shape and getting my brain around it. And I haven't really gotten to the point where I'm, I'm on the eye racing that much. And before I ever thought about running a real race, I would, I would dig into that. My buddy, Jeff Green does it. He's really good at it. I went over to Denny's house and drove his 
a bit and that was a lot of a lot of fun it's just so challenging you know you got to repetition it's it's really important to learn how to get it done so i'm not saying i will or i won't but i feel like that um i, I could run a i'd like to run another truck race or or a or xfinity race one day but i have a job uh, i've covered a lot of the truck races so that might be difficult i'm pretty content playing a little bit of golf and started up running again speaking of a 5k i ran one thanksgiving morning that's the first time i've run that far in a few years so that was a good feeling how's how's the handicap looking it's terrible um <laughs> I, I i recently got bought this um oh wow you can see it it's my golf simulator and um so you know they say you got to get you know you when you try to learn a new swing or what learn through data what you're doing wrong you're going to get worse for a while and i'm i if that's good if that's good then if that's a good thing then i'm all over that because i i can't hardly pull it back sometimes and uh play a lot of golf with uh, steve letart uh, brandon suggs who owns a marketing company in nascar and uh, denny hamlin austin payton kyle larson uh ricky stenhouse uh, a bunch of the guys and they're just they're just all better than me it's, that's the only way i could put it and you know that's that's frustrating um but i got a i got time to learn to get better and that's what i'm trying to do well it's hard to miss that big daytona 500 trophy over your shoulder and hey that, like i got another one <laughs> oh i see him now <laughs> Mike Davis was telling us about how many people when Dale ended up winning and you went down and celebrated with them that y'all weren't even like super good friends. Y'all didn't really talk. And just like looking at pictures, I always thought y'all were like best buds down there celebrating with each other. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm like everybody else. I thought y'all were super best buds and y'all just went down there and celebrated together. So could you tell us about that? Like a little bit of that. Yeah, um, I was friends with, you know, Dale, uh, you know, obviously. And so I think that it's fair to say Dale Jr. didn't really understand how me and his dad were friends, you know, how we didn't seem to have a lot in common. And I think it's also fair to say it, it kind of, it, it, he just, he's like, well, why is he spending so much time with him? What's he all about? And so, um, I always appreciated Dale Jr. and respected him because, uh, you know, you'd, you'd go over to this, I'd go over to the shop to, to shoot guns or, or ride horses with Dale and Dale Jr. would be in there underneath the uh, hood of a race car working on it. And, you know, he worked his ass off to get what he got and get where he got. And his dad really was rough on him and pushed him, but Obviously, his dad was a brilliant man and understood everything that Dale Jr. needed in order to be able to be successful. So um, maybe maybe Dale just said, well, well, darn, you know, I don't really get this. But um, and I don't really think we had um, many close moments prior to that night in Daytona in 01. You know, we would be in meetings together and we would laugh and and uh, smile, but no, you know, no personal time. But uh, that night. I, you know, I was so, so set on winning. Um, that's all I could think about for weeks. I wouldn't even, you know, where, where, wherever we were the week before, it didn't even, didn't even matter to me. I said, I just got to get back to Daytona and win that race. And so 
um, being able to, to pass all the cars I did over the last seven, eight laps after making a mistake on pit road and getting to his bumper, I, I, I've said, I said in the documentary and in the book, um, I, I, I could have passed him. Well, every driver thinks that. And he, he says, no, you couldn't have. And that's, that's awesome. And if you watch the video, when I made the move on Bobby Labonte off turn two to get to second, I had a crazy run. And as, as we went into turn three, I def, you know, I definitely throttled back and, and pushed him because I thought this isn't the time. If I'm going to, if I'm going to make this move, I got to make it on the last lap because Elliot Sadler was behind me and I'd heard stories of them being in a hot tub together. So I'm thinking, I didn't even know Elliot Sadler either. You know? And so I'm thinking to myself, well, he's going to go with his hot tub buddy. And you know, you're thick, you're thinking all this at 200 miles an hour. And when we came off turn, turn, uh, turn four to take the white, uh, there just wasn't any momentum and I, I, I couldn't get there, but, um, knowing, knowing how rough the, the previous few months had been and, and seeing Dale Jr. celebrating, um, I just said, I want to be a part of that. You know, I want to, I want to go give him a hug and I want him to, I want him, I want to celebrate with these fans. Um, it, it was more about giving him a hug. Well, it's it more about, it was as much about giving him a hug, but just being able to, to, to see the fans and feel, feel their energy. Um, and, and, and that was the best thing I ever did because, you know, I think that moment on the top of that, those cars, even though it was probably less than a minute, it, it bonded us and it, it drew us together. And, um, I love him like a brother and, and I'm, I'm, people ask me what my favorite memory in NASCAR is. I said, well, it was when I ran second to junior, I didn't even win, but it was the best moment ever. Um, now that being said, these two trophies, they're pretty cool too, but you know, they certainly, they certainly are fun to have now, but in the moment, uh, that night, that, that was special. I was going to ask about the uh, two trophies behind you. So not every day you get a chance to talk to a two-time Daytona 500 winner. So I've always been curious, does the second one still mean as much as the first one or is there nothing like the first time? Well, in my, my case, it's probably different than anyone's because the first one, you know, we, we lost Dale and, um, and then we go back to, to, day, to, to, uh, to Daytona in July and got to celebrate Dale Jr.'s win. Um, so the second one, um, you know, it, I didn't have Dale and Dale Jr. helping me so much. Dale Jr. had an issue and he got a little bit behind and I pulled a couple of great moves uh, late in the race to, to win, even though it was rain shortened. A lot of times um, the, the last guy to win a rain shortened race is the guy that was the fastest because everybody tries to screw him and pit or do something. And I think we had the best car that day. I think me and Dell Jr. had the best cars that day. And we were able to overcome the fact that it rained and we didn't know when the race was going to end and get the victory. The, there, there's a couple of, couple of moments in that race, moves I made that, that uh, my team set me up with a great car and I made the moves. So those are great memories. Uh, both of them are really special because of differing reasons. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that our, our, our friend from our podcast, Kevin Teal, he also has plenty of memorabilia 
Um, his dad has worked worked for Napa for years, um, so I know Kevin was a huge fan. Actually, I think Napa uh, brought you into the sport, right, Kev? Pretty much. I, I would have to say that that for me personally, and Henry, you you mentioned how how much Michael's meant to your thing, your 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 life so far to date. But uh, me getting into the sport for sure. My dad worked for Napa growing up, so I probably have actually met you about thirty times, to be honest. Every time. <laughs> Every t- at first it was I was almost being drugged to these you know corporate uh, Napa meet and greets, uh, but yeah. So he he brought me to um, to a bunch of these uh, meet and greets. Uh, one time we actually we actually we've had dinner together. Oh yeah. Back when I was maybe Six. ten years old, he brought me to uh, the Dover Downs Hotel and Casino down there in Dover. Right. And it was like a Napa dinner, and it was just so cool because I'm eating dinner right with a NASCAR driver. You know, someone I have their gear on and. That's kind of it, it, it brought me into the sport because I was like, man, these guys are real people, right? This is real fun. And it's kind of sparked my interest in getting behind the scenes and seeing that. And here I'm at Pocono now running the Twitter account. Well, I'm happier, more immersed in NASCAR. And those dinners uh, and my memories of, of my time with Napa are really special. And I'm thankful that, um, that you have memories that are special to you uh, because of that. That means a lot to me. Michael, thanks for taking some time out and hopping on with these guys. Um, you know, their their podcast is up and coming, like I said. And, uh, you know, definitely go get them. Check them out behind the wall. They are fantastic. Um, and they're going to be doing some things. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one, if not all of them, end up working for Mike Davis at Junior Motorsports before this podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, you guys need me to pop one for any content. Uh, over the the 2021 season, just hit me up and we can chat and I'll I'll tell you what I thought or what I saw. <laughs> Michael, we'll see you soon, man. Thanks again for everything. I appreciate it. Guys, thank y'all. Appreciate you. Thank you. See you, Mike. Well, that was Michael Waltrip, guys. I figured we uh, get him on there. So um, surprise, Josh. Surprise, Henry. Now we just got to do something <laughs> cool for Jay, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him yeah. and Michael Walter popped off, and I was like, wow, he's going crazy right now. <laughs> that was a tough one, you know. I, I was not – you know, I, I'm still kind of lost for words there. But uh, but the other thing we wanted to do is I will tell Chrissy, because I know you guys – do you guys do giveaways and stuff to your to your listeners? Um, we do. Chrissy, go ahead. Tell them what, tell them what we got going on. Perfect. Um, so for having you guys on and for being NASCAR fans and everything, we are going to give you – two free tickets to the 2021 NASCAR doubleheader as a giveaway to your fans. Um, and if you want to throw in anything that you have, whatever it is, they're all yours. That was wow. awesome. Thank you. You're also getting tickets for yourselves as well. So you're coming, you're coming to the doubleheader. <laughs> look at, look at so, like, oh, I was planning on going this year and uh, coronavirus hit. So that's awesome. All right. I appreciate well, that. this year you guys are going to stay in contact with me. I'm going to email you Mike Davis's um, contact info for you guys to have. Um, but definitely stay in contact with us. We want to be part of your show. We want you to be part of ours as we move through the year. We have a lot of stuff happening um, this year going into the Tricky Triangle. We haven't announced any of it, so we don't want to break that news just yet. Um, but we appreciate you guys being on and appreciate, again, what Mike said. You know, we have nothing but respect for what you guys are doing. Um, and bringing that next crop of NASCAR generational fans in. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, we we might have to do a live show Pocono here real soon. Absolutely. We've gotten that comment a couple times so far, so we may may have a podcast series in our our fanfare area. I mean, (laughs) we may have to do that. 
So we're going to put you to work, but we'll give you some tickets and maybe credentials or something. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks guys so much. Appreciate it. Um, And we'll chat with you real soon. Enjoy the off season um, Mm -hmm. and enjoy college life. Enjoy getting your grades done, graduating college for you, Henry. And uh, thank you guys again for being a part of our show. Thank you. Really appreciate it. We got more coming up. Um, So if you want to continue to listen, Chrissy, what do we got to do? What do you have to do? Like, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, not only to ours, but to the people we have also on the show. Um, You know, there, there's some really great people and putting out some really fun stuff to listen to. So if you have time to just change it up, listen to some different podcasts, if you fall into the age range that uh, Chrissy and all college students fall under that Kevin and I have now surpassed, unfortunately, um, listen to the, these guys behind the wall media that we listened to tonight. Uh, they're putting out some really great stuff. So uh, more to come again, check out all the other podcasts we have for season four, of the Pokemon Raceway podcast, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode.